0: Welcome to episode 6 of the Ballers Blog podcast. The Bundesliga returned last weekend, but the atmosphere wasn't quite right. We discussed this week how we would make behind-closed-door football more entertaining. So we're back and this week we are discussing how you would make football behind-closed-doors more entertaining Bundesliga returned last weekend but many fans were not pleased with the spectacle of no crowds in stadiums. I'm joined by Ollie. What did you make of last weekend's Bundesliga?
1: I think you sort of hit the nail on the head there. It was it's different. It's a bit like when you see uh, European qualifiers where for whatever reason forced to play a couple of games behind closed doors and it's just not the same. You know, it, it's like it's almost like watching a training match it doesn't it doesn't feel like an official match it feels like a friendly or just a relaxed a relaxed game because it sort of lacks that emotion i think
0: indeed many were comparing the atmosphere in an empty stadium to that of like a school hall or something along those lines five a side type thing um yeah <laughs> but in in the end of the day looking at the viewing figures did very well german in germany it was a record for a weekends Viewing, I think Dormant Schalke got five million viewers in the UK, BT Sport got over a million throughout the Saturday. So, there's obviously that demand there because everyone's been missing football so much. But it's just how can the leagues really develop it? And with the Premier League looking close to coming back, with players back in training and Golo Kante back with his hair, um, (laughs) you know, how can they make it more entertaining. So that's what we're looking at today. So how how do you, what's your first idea in this?
1: So mine is one that's been floated a few times already, uh, is the idea of having fake crowd noise played in the stadium. Um, it's something that has been discussed in Australia to perhaps bring in once the NRL comes back next week. Uh, the Premier League clubs have, have mentioned it. Um, and I think, the the main thing is is how you how you install that home advantage without having fans. You know you you can say, oh yeah, the players know how to play the pitch better. You know they're used to the the, the surroundings, but the crowd plays a big part in home advantage. Um, uh, I wonder what your thoughts were on that.
0: Yeah, definitely the crowd are kind of, I'd almost say more than fifty percent of your home advantage really, aren't they? And Oh, yeah. With playing, I, it, I don't know, if they trialled it, it might sound a bit awkward, but then again, it might give a bit more kind of atmosphere for spectators at home. I get that maybe with the players, it might be really weird to <laughs> just have <laughs> the speakers playing sounds anyway, but it's those kind of techniques are already used, I think, by a few clubs around the world. I think there's a couple in the Premier League that actually, <laughs> not naming any names, but use some kind of noise over the the tannoy systems to get the atmosphere going. So I think that there's already that kind of foundation there. And I feel it would obviously make it better for the spectators at home because when you're watching it, usually, yeah, when you're watching a normal game, you sometimes maybe look at your phone, scroll through Twitter or something, see what people are <laughs> saying. And you're relying on that noise when you're watching it to kind of look up and know when something's going on. But then definitely,
1: and I think with, there's probably only so much that a commentator can do to replace that, can't they?
0: It, exactly. And then yeah, as you say, it's like I don't know, it's an awkward one because it is that fine line between it being kind of almost tacky and a bit <laughs> yeah, a bit weird, and then it actually working. And I saw a couple of clips on Twitter of people like as I, I assume they were kind of in a joking way at first putting just normal sound from another game on top of what they were watching. And, you know, you couldn't tell when it wasn't a crowd shot. So I think it's definitely something that the likes of BT and Sky should probably look into when they're doing Premier League games. And I think, especially for the commentators, it maybe takes the pressure off them. Because with the Bundesliga games, they've got kind of one game, they have a commentator and a summariser but some games it's just one commentator so that one voice can kind of not really interest you and become slightly monotone to you definitely um and I think I mean the
1: reason it crossed my mind in the first place is an idea I remember a few years ago there was an incident in the, the NFL where they'd used artificial crowd noise so I looked into it and it was in 2014-15 the Atlanta Falcons were punished uh, I mean, they had fans in the ground, but they were pumping fake crowd noise into the ground to try and increase that home advantage. And they were actually fined. Uh, they were fined a sizable amount of money. Their president was suspended temporarily, and they had to forfeit a draft pick. So, in terms of in norm in status quo, then it's very much some, something that's very much frowned upon. But in you know in exceptional circumstances like this. I think we, as a sport, football needs to be more flexible about these kind of things.
0: You mentioned those kind of, these times that are very kind of extreme at the moment. I feel it's a real opportunity for someone to really take hold of it and invest some originality into it and kind of change up what it is at the moment. Obviously, once everything is safe and good, we can all go back to being in stadiums, probably not after a long while, but go back to being in stadiums and, actual have proper football back but I think someone yeah really needs to take hold of it and one thing I kind of thought of was almost in the spirit of darts where you get a player that scores and they have an individual song and then yeah I like that and it kind of brings a bit more identity to certain bits and brings a bit more atmosphere when they've scored so Watching the Bundesliga, when they scored, they're all just tapping elbows and they look like, oh, yeah, I've scored a goal. Yeah, (laughs) whatever. It's like you want to see the passion because that's what you're so used to. And so having that maybe a bit more atmosphere or their individual kind of song might make them a bit more, well, not relaxed because they're obviously going to be relaxed on the football pitch. I don't know, just maybe turn it on a bit more showmanship kind of thing that's that's an interesting
1: idea um you have obviously obvious examples like will Griggs on fire you know, free from desire being a big darts song already um I think that'd be that'd be a really good way of doing it and to also to with everyone being stuck at home once football comes back on you, you could potentially have people who hadn 't previously watched football watching the game so if you 've got these um sort of promoting individual players and as household names to people who aren't fans of football. The same goes for other sports. Um, Football's probably not the best example, but it's definitely a good way of promoting these uh, household names within the country.
0: Yeah, definitely. And kind of watching it and obviously football is a game that the pace changes very quickly. You can go from passing it around the back to counter-attacking football in seconds but is that passing around the back that may lose interest of first-time viewers so i feel if you give it kind of almost a fifa street vibe that i don't know you make a big deal out of little things and maybe play those things over tannoy systems to create that bit of atmosphere and another thing i thought of was using the electric advertising boards to kind of flash up things when stuff happens so and they score a goal, of it flashes up goal. Kind of, I don't know. I'll describe it really, which isn't very good, but makes just makes a big deal of it. And I think it's obviously something. It's a process that players and fans are having to get used to. But I don't see why you can't trial things out because you'll look back at this in ten years' time and think we've you know we got to watch the football. We have finished the season, and obviously the clubs have all the money on the line, but. I forgot what my point was I'm jumping on now <laughs>
1: But uh, yeah. definitely though it's 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 a, it's an interesting approach because at the end of the day whether I mean we can say football's about the fans and, and it is about the fans but it's also nothing without the financial backing. And at the end of the day that's what football or any sport is, it's a product that you can sell to broadcasters in exchange for money to improve the quality of the sport. So especially in times like this where it's you know, fans as well. Fans, clubs are really relying on making sure they get those funds in from broadcast deals. Then, if you can make it as you know as 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 enticing to viewers as possible, then it increases the chances of making sure that those funds are accessed.
0: Yeah, there's just so much money in it that when, because well, there's so much money in it. That's why they're pushing so hard to actually get it restarted, and kind of give meaning to the Premier League season because if you void it then that just causes all kind of trouble with everyone, relegated clubs Liverpool as well if they were avoid, uh, awarded the title so it's yeah, just you, you just need it there for the fans as well to get through it and I feel obviously the key is that it has to be done safely we've seen that with the Bundesliga that they've managed to, well so far they've done it safely and then They had the tests with the Premier League. There were six tests of coronavirus within all the clubs, which was four less, I believe, than the Bundesliga, which obviously isn't great, but it's a positive result in the grand scheme of things, really. And it's just, yeah, football is really kind of such a cultural thing that it's needed so much more at a time like this.
1: You make a really good point about the temporary nature of these of this arrangement you know we don't know what's going to happen with the start of the next season yet but let's assume that this is just temporary for what the eight nine games that are left then whatever happens there are going to be people who are disappointed or unhappy with the form and nature in which football does return but I think people are going to have to recognize that the need to compromise you know Football is not going to come back exactly the way that it was before. Things are going to have to be different. But if people remember that it's only a temporary measure, then I think it'd be easier for fans to get the head around changes that might not be that popular.
0: I think the the issue with that is that football fans are probably the the least accepting of change out of everyone. <laughs> given not very pragmatic, no. Obviously, VAR is very contentious issue for the best or for the worst whatever that's it yeah another debate for another day as we like to say <laughs> but yeah i think it's just something they're just going to have to accept at the moment and yeah as we say so much money in it but it has such a big place in society that you will look back on it later and think i'm glad that went ahead because it gave some some people something to do and it'll get people off the beaches where they're not meant to be at the moment um, but I think yeah just someone needs to really take it by the horns and really make it a product that it can be sold all around the world and people can look at it and think that was really good when they did that and another idea I kind of had was with, when you watch it on TV, you see these empty stands, that kind of instantly brings the atmosphere down and the kind of emotion in it. And when I was researching things that have been done in the past, I saw this... this it wasn't for a behind-closed-door game, but it was when Highbury's North Stand was having work done on it and in the 1990s. And they put a big mural of a kind of image of a stand on it, which... I think would work very well now because you've, it would maybe help the players slightly give it that environment. But if you kind of made it the pitch and stadium almost into a big box, it gives it that FIFA street style and you get the sound bouncing off the walls. And then you put that maybe pre recorded noise in it would. Yeah. Just boost the atmosphere and make it more entertaining to watch at home.
1: I like that. It's, um, I guess as well. Instead of you know, on the one hand, you could have you know a big picture of a a stand, but you could also have a big big typho like you see in uh, German and Italian football a lot, where you know the uh, yellow wall at Dortmund, they have the big big flags, or Newcastle did a couple uh, two three years ago, um, sort of make sure you've really got that home advantage, make it an intimidating place to come, and that sort of links to an idea I had, which it's almost. You know, it's in a utopian world where the only concern is the excitement of the product. It's not where, you know, in real life, the big priority is player welfare, player well-being and safety, making sure football can come back in a safe and appropriate manner. But in a world where excitement was the only priority, I'd love to see clubs given free reign to decorate and replace home advantage in any way that they like. Uh, Similar to how at the moment... You know, away dressing rooms are smaller, painted with unappealing colours. Uh, little mind games like that. Um, so, for example, how can you replace the the chat that a player receives when he goes to take a corner in front of the home fans? You know, what what kind of things? I, I'd love to see uh, clubs use their imagination and try and make it a hostile place to come. I think that'd be really exciting to watch.
0: Yeah, that is the element of football that kind of it is all missing that rivalry and that hostility when you go to the ground that it's no longer that fortress feel perhaps. And you saw in Dortmund, obviously, they won 4 nil, But that's just, yeah, Dortmund is such a fortress for them that it just it just felt wrong, in the words of Ed Miliband. <laughs> kind of, if you get me. <laughs> just and, wrong. Exactly. And then with these big mural things give it a bit of atmosphere but then almost also because it's such a financial financially tough time for clubs you could like just stick sponsors all well not all over them because that would take away from the point of them but you could stick sponsors on them yeah. to get that extra money in to help these clubs that may be struggling towards the bottom of the league kind of thing
1: especially in your uh in your lower leagues as well uh you uh, I saw something yesterday suggesting that League One and League Two clubs, I think up to 10 of them could be in, uh, in danger of financial difficulties in the next few weeks if there's no more intervention. So that would be a really good um, good idea for clubs that you know don't have those huge sponsorship deals and huge financial backing.
0: I think the dodgy thing that needs to be discussed about what has been trialled already was the... Um... The cardboard cutout fans that they stuck in (laughs) Bundesliga stadiums. I think it was Borussia Mönchengladbach was the the one I saw that someone they'd allowed them to submit Harold Shipman as one of the supporters, which wasn't really great. (laughs) Yeah, it went went viral on Twitter that day, didn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure that's what's perhaps needed. I think. Obviously, from a distance, it may look like there are fans there, but then it's still a dead atmosphere. And it's a bit eerie almost, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. And there was... Wasn't it in Japan they accident, Well, they say accidentally. Allegedly, yeah. accidentally <laughs> used sex dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, yeah, an interesting take on it all.
1: It's, it's an interesting spin on it. Um, yeah, I mean, people were rightly... Quite a lot of people were rightly offended by that. And I think...
0: Th-
1: the one the thing to learn from that is that mistakes are going to be made and there are going to th- things you know whether it was a mistake is open to interpretation but as i said before there's there won't be anything that pleases everyone and it's important to try and make sure that you bear in mind this sort of trial and error period
0: almost definitely and whether you well you mentioned the trial and error whether you kind of change the game itself and maybe introduce new rules to make the game more exciting. But I think that would just cause absolute uproar. Almost like FIFA style with their house rules kind of thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 where you have certain...
0: Exactly. Certain periods where you get like double goals or something like that. Mystery goal, yeah. And add a bit, little bit of spice to it. But there was there was another idea that I saw that has been used in other sports, which is really interesting. But is miking at players and refs, and I think I that would that as well. That yeah. would make the experience so kind of well a lot more different to usual, and would give a different perspective on it in this time. And I remember kind of watching the IPL growing up, and they'd have players miked up, and it would just add that extra insight that you wouldn't get, and then you'd be able to see the personalities of the players. Whereas obviously the clubs are trying to kind of join up with a community through the media output, but you still maybe don't get a sense of kind of the players on a match day kind of thing. So I feel that was, yeah, adds that different dimension to it that you'd look once again, look back on and think maybe that's something we could carry on doing.
1: Yeah. That was a really interesting proposition. Um, In terms of, in terms of players being mic'd up, it, you mentioned cricket and I remember watching Big Bash when I was a kid and you'd have Shane Warne mic'd up and he'd, he'd, he'd come in. And for a start, from an education point of view, he'd talk you he through why he'd moved his fielders into certain positions, which was a good insight. But then he'd be there walking back to his mark and he'd say, right, this is how I'm going to get him out. And he'd go and he'd, he'd do it. And I think that would work really well in football, you know, to see Trent Alexander-Arnold mic up. Over the ball, you know, thirty yards out on a free kick, and say, right, I'm going to put this under the wall, bottom right, and <laughs> and then to do it, that that would that would be a, a, quite a spectacle.
0: Indeed, it was definitely, yeah, as I said, add a different dimension to it and create perhaps a whole new, it well era. I think the word is, for kind of the technological involvement within football, and that. Inter, well interactivity
1: I think um in terms of refs being mic'd up you can sort of link it to what you know football's got to be pragmatic in this situation you, you you got to try different things and as part of that it's important to look to other sports like cricket and in terms of having refs mic'd up you only got to look to rugby both codes you know rugby league is great when you've got the ref, you know, really making it clear as to why he's made a decision is just you feel like you're as a fan, you almost feel like you're part of it. Um and then, you know, in union, again, it, it's clarity, isn't it? But at the same time, it's entertainment. You know, you look at times when Nigel Owens is mic'd up, um, and he's criticising Stuart Hogg for diving, say, at the World Cups <laughs> at St James's Park, you know, if 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 you're gonna dive, come back in two weeks and play for Newcastle, that kind of thing. And you know Mike Jonathan as uh, well. um Nigel Owens you know, he's he's one of a kind isn't he but you know, it'd be great to see someone like Mike Dean mic'd up you know giving a talking to a player um you know entertainment wise that would be fantastic
0: that I feel that would also add to the VAR element that's caused so much controversy that people don't know what's going on and the rest decision which is something I feel should have been brought in a while ago with the Allowing fans to actually hear what's going on, yeah, and that that will help develop VAR as well as the way the game is played. I feel, yeah. Well, I mean, when I was um, you know,
1: making some notes for this for this episode, that's one thing that crossed my mind about that proposal is that most of them are things are temporary solutions, but this is one thing that could really benefit football long term. You know, keep it in, as a, a permanent feature. Because you know, if if fans know what's going on, like you said, then they feel almost a part of it. They don't feel like they're being deceived. Perhaps um, you know when when it comes on in in the rugby, straight away it's can you check the grounding or can you give me any reason why I can't give this try? You know they they they're very specific about what they're looking for. So when you watch the replays yourself, you can formulate your own decision. But another thing is that by having at least the ref mics up, maybe even players, is that hopefully players will be more conscious about what they're saying. So they're not getting themselves into bother saying inappropriate, offensive or controversial remarks. And hopefully that's a way to almost clean up the game as well as make it a better spectacle.
0: Yeah, because with being behind closed doors you've still got the mics around the stadium they're still going to pick up the sound of players saying expletives or whatnot so having the refs mic mic'd up would kind of get in their psyche and say need to behave a certain way get maybe a bit more respect in there than there is in football which is one area i feel really needs to be looked at
1: for me you say you
0: talk about the the,
1: the respect side of things and how that's it's much more evident in, in rugby and in cricket than it is in football. And you know, I I'd I'd hate to think what kind of things you'd pick up on the on the ref's mic when you see uh, you know, seven or eight players hassling and surrounding the ref to, to award a penalty. Um you know, and, and if, if if the ref was mic'd up then I think you'd see a lot less of that. You know, you might still see them complaining, but it's a way of protecting referees
0: as well as players. I think kind of the overwhelming issue that the kind of sport football is facing is I think it was I, I read Eddie Jones's book recently, The England Coach, and he, he said something that kind of I felt was very, very true to the comparison of the sports of in football, the fans love their team, whereas in rugby, the majority love the sport which I feel is why it's come under such criticism because the whole part of football is being there with the atmosphere and supporting your team. Whereas in rugby, yes, you obviously you support your team as much as you can, but there's less of that hostility, as you say, towards rival fans, perhaps. Same. Yeah, definitely. And, and if there is,
1: it can get intense at times, but it's, it's usually a lot more respectful it's a lot more light-hearted, you know. You've been to Headingley with me before when we've played against casting, and yes, there is that hostile atmosphere, but but it's it's respectful and it's it's humorous. Whereas with football, there is the danger that it it becomes um, almost uh, detracts fans from you know mutual fans from going to the game because they might not feel welcome there. So you know any any way of improving the the respect in football would be welcome i think
0: it's something that football fans just and all sports fans that are looking at football will just have to accept because of the scale of the pandemic at the moment obviously that is the main issue but to give that little bit of hope is needed at this time and then we'll look back in 50 years time you won't remember the whole season clearly, but you'll remember kind of the circumstances and where you were when you're watching certain games. And those, or, well, I assume what will be iconic moments like there There was a tweet saying that Harlan's celebration at the weekend when he scored, where they were all social distancing <laughs> from each other, that'll go down as perhaps a iconic image in time. Yeah. Really. Um, and
1: that, that's the, that's the most important thing. It, it's, it's being pragmatic and, that that was my issue when I was preparing for this episode. That every epi- every solution, sorry, that I came across, all of them had their downsides. You know, most most ideas for me that would improve the entertainment would actually undermine the players' well being and safety, which is the you know, the the absolute priority with football coming back. And the lesson to learn from that is you know is that football is not the same without fans, without that atmosphere, without the noise. And until we've completely washed our hands of coronavirus, football is not going to be the same, and fans are going to have to accept that. It's um, be fantastic, but it's still better than not having football.
0: And as we mentioned earlier, it's definitely a time that some originality needs to be put in the game, I think, in regards to the whole stadium atmosphere behind closed doors. Obviously, this is a, a very extreme example, given that hopefully we will go back to full stadiums and proper match days, but so, someone just needs to have that inventiveness to maybe create that FIFA street style stadium atmosphere with kind of maybe a fog horn and loud noises and, <laughs> and those stadium announcer kind of things with murals on the stands to give that impression that there is an atmosphere going on and, it's just about creating a product that you can sell around the world. It's because football is, at times, is not the most exciting sport. I think we will admit when you see nil-nil draws, <laughs> yeah. and it's about create creating that spectacle around the whole game. Yeah, I think you mentioned
1: the you know, sort of create that FIFA Street atmosphere, a bit of creativity, and a, a big sport to look out for that is darts. In that, yeah, you know, I I'd be very surprised if many people actually watch darts 100% for the quality of darts being played. You know, I watch darts, <laughs> I only watch darts at Christmas really, when I'm at my grandparents or whatever. And yeah, I'd love to go to Ali Pali one day, but it's it's the excitement, everything that goes with it. It's creating that rosemontaze. You know, I think um, uh, Barry and Eddie Hearn are responsible for a lot of that. Making How can you make it as attractive a product as possible, and you know, if if they hadn't introduced all this drama and razzmatazz to foot to uh, darts, sorry, the big sort of I'm not saying it's a big big sport, but the sort of the household sport that it is, um, and football could definitely learn things from other sports, and it's going to have to be pragmatic and open to new ideas.
0: And the the clubs such as in the Premier League, they've shown on their social media that they can have that originality of ideas to create that feeling around the club. So why can't they do it in another way on an actual match day that there is no fans there? Yeah, and the, the other issue with implementing some of these new ideas, like
1: you said, for particularly in terms of changing gameplay, is the fact that this is a continuation of the season. So as well as ensuring players' safety, you've also got to ensure fairness for all teams, especially with the financial hit that a club would take if they were relegated or missed out on the Champions League or whatever by having suffered in comparison to another team. Whereas if this was a new season you were starting, then perhaps we might have to still consider this come August, September time, that football might have to change next season in the way that it is conducted. We've seen journalists... Today, suggesting that rugby union should switch to thirteen men for uh, a for a while, and um, but it's, as long as we're still continuing a season that's already begun, then we've got to ensure fairness as well.
0: I think that's a good point to end on. So, thank you very much for joining me, Ollie, once again. Um, make sure you get in touch on all our socials it's at ballers blog one on twitter at ballers blog sports on instagram let us know what you think and what ideas you feel would make behind closed doors football more interesting and tell us what you think of the current setup that they're using in the bundesliga and are you looking forward to the premier league so i'm sure the answer will be yes to that um as we all are but yeah. Once again, thank you very much for listening. See you next week.